You damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Friday. We are headed into championship weekend in all the conference tournaments. You got all kinds of stuff out there. If you love your college basketball, if you love your pro basketball, heck, if you love golf, they're at the TPC. That's always fun to check out. If you're a freak like me and you care about the XFL, they've got games. There's all kinds of stuff going on this weekend. We'll hit some football as well. Football never dies around here. Texas football going to take a spring break, but we are only 36 days away from the spring game. And speaking of game, the Longhorn men's basketball team found a pretty good game last night, and they stayed alive. We'll get to all of it. It's Chad and Zay on a Friday. I'm Chad Hastings, joined once again by Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? This time of the year, like the BGs say, just about staying alive, staying alive, staying alive. Survive and advance. That's all it's about. By the way, happy birthday to the late, great Jim Valvano. If you haven't seen Survive and Advance, the 30 for 30, about 83 NC State, it's badass. Unless you're from Houston, it won't be badass then. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Jimmy V would have been 77 years old today. But that is what it's about this time of year. Just survive. Just have one more point. Just have, It's not what we do in college football. College football is politics. College football is the show sometimes. How much did you beat them by? What did it look like? Because you're trying to impress a committee that's ultimately only going to throw four names in the in the hat. This one, there's a lot more names in the hat, and every little school gets their technically gets their chance. That's what it's all about. And in these conference tournaments, you're trying to keep your momentum going, and you'd love to win a conference championship on the way, a conference tournament championship on the way. And Texas is certainly still alive for that. Um, before we get into the breakdown of it, let me give you the radio version of what happens because of last night real quick texas men tonight 8 30 against tcu and again we'll get you a full breakdown the right call segment is coming right up here we threw it up at the top since they're in the tournament now we're cranking it up a notch zay's got all the breakdown for you coming up but the game will be on uh, 104.9 it'll be on coke fm as normal tonight at 8 30 that means for you texas baseball fans you'll move over to 1260 and 101.9 for the baseball game. 6.30 start there, 6.15 pregame for baseball. So we got that part out of the way. You ready to talk some hoops, eh? Always, baby. Ready to talk about those Oklahoma State Cowboys going down for a third time to the Longhorns. Burn orange, better than bright orange, three times this year. Let's get into the right call segment, Zay, and talk about the Longhorns staying alive. Thank you, Chad. The right call segment brought to you by Syntex Tickets. Go to SyntexTickets.com for your sports tickets, concert, theater, and stand-up. And people, guess what? We got something big happening here at the Horn with Syntex tickets. You have a chance to win two pair of tickets to both women and men's Dallas, Houston, Final Four. Just keep listening to the show. Keep listening to us on Sunday. E. Hogan, me, Patrick, selection show, 5 to 7. Listen to all the shows weekly, B&E, Light the Tower, CNZ, and Ball Don't Lie. And maybe you could be going to both Final Fours. We don't have details yet. Just keep listening. But you could maybe win two tickets to both Final Fours. It's going down. But, yeah, Chad, last night, big-time win for the Horn, 61-47, just beating the team three times. That's huge, man. That's huge. And 
without one of your do-it-all players, one of your leaders in Timmy Allen. I mean, when he was called out of the lineup last night, I said, "Uh uh-oh, this ain't the time. This ain't the time. UCLA, they lost Jaden Clark. He's defensive player of the year in the Big 12. They're looking at a number one seed. That's going to hurt them. Tennessee just lost to Kai Ziegler for the rest of the season. ACL, that's going to hurt them. Rick Barnes' crew. You know, we don't know what's going to happen with Bill Self. Hopefully, you know, he continues to do well, and I'm glad that everything looks good. He's still not going to be in the Big 12 tournament, but that probably going to affect Kansas mm-hmm. most likely. So having somebody like Timmy Allen go down, that hurts. And who knows if he'll play tonight. Rodney Terry said it will be day-to-day, and it's looking like they're just going to hold him out of the Big 12 tournament. I think that will be the smart thing to do, knowing that, yeah, this is an important tournament. You want to you want to have some type of rhythm, especially you know the confidence that you have winning this tournament going into March Madness, knowing that, oh, we just won the Big 12 tournament after we've beaten everybody in the Big 12 at least once. We have a chance to beat – Three teams that we've split with this season. Tonight with TCU, and then whoever wins out of Kansas and Iowa State. Texas has split with all three of those teams. So you have a chance to get the upper hand on both of them if you win tonight and tomorrow, giving you that Big 12 tournament title. But last night, man, I you know it's so hard to tell because Oklahoma State playing the night before in the Bedlam game against OU, you'd think that with Texas playing the suffocating defense that they did, did those legs given out have something to do with it? Because 29% total, 14 for 52, you know, three uh, three for 21, 14% from three. Mm. That's brutal for Mike Boynton's squad. That is brutal. But again, Texas, they were locking up. You don't have Timmy Allen. Timmy Allen's a really good defender. Timmy Allen is second in assists. He's a really good passer. He could get you buckets at around 10 a game. So that was huge, not having him. And then to play the defense that they did, Serge Abari Rice, you could tell a little bit that you know he wasn't used to starting. Yep. Even though he had a solid game, at the end of the day, he still had four turnovers with that. And there were some bad turnovers. Like, okay, Jabari, you better than this, bro. Some of these turnovers really ill-advised. That's not you. But, again, coming off the bench the whole year and then all of a sudden starting, that's a change. That's a change. And I think the highlight of the game for me, Chad, was Arterio Morris and the 15 minutes he gave you with the 10 minutes, with the 10 points that he had. And I just saw somebody on the Specs text line say Timmy Allen's out for tonight. So you know he's not going to be there tonight. Right. So, again, now you have this eight-man rotation, which – I don't like it. I've been talking about it all year. I do not want an eight-man rotation. Yeah, you Big like 12. the nine. I like the nine. Yeah. So it's going to be eight regardless because Timmy Allen's out tonight. Three games in three days, that could be tough. We already got Marcus Carr playing 40, which Coach Terry, come on, dog. Let's, let, we could take him out a little bit. Like Marcus Carr, 40 minutes, two <laughs> for 10, 11 points, not good. I like him being aggressive and getting to the line. That's good and all, but – we got to find some time to get Marcus Carr out the game with the way that he's been playing, you know? And yeah, if he's going to look like that, maybe just a little breather just to a take little a breather. look. And yeah. I, I understand Tyrese Hunter, he got two quick fouls early in that first half, so you didn't have time to take him out. And, again, just being a little repetitive here with Timmy Allen and the rotation being eight, guys' minutes are going to go up. But you saw the Dylan DeSue-Christian Bishop 
in the game at the same time last night. Maybe throw Brock Cunningham in there at the three just for a little bit. You know, you could do it in spurts. Those when you know those four minute timeouts are going to come at the 16 minute mark, 12 minute mark, eight minute mark. Let's take maybe Marcus Carr out at around 13 minutes, 14 minutes. So even though it says two minutes, even though it says he sat out two minutes in the game, he gets a seven minute rest with those TV timeouts. You dig? Just mm-hmm. you know, do just little things like that because Arterial Moore is going to give you the minutes that he gave you last night. Yeah, Marcus Carr could afford to sit a little bit. Like, Arterio Morris was great. He showed why he was that five-star McDonald's All-American, like, just taking the ball from John Michael Wright, just plucking him, going on the other other end, missing the layup, getting his own board, finishing, hitting two huge threes to extend the lead, double digits. He had that little steal, breakaway dunk. The dunk was nice. And then, like, Coach Terry didn't play him in the second half. Like, there's minutes you didn't see him really in the second half. But Marcus Carr... It's exhausted. That's clear. But l- let's get to the uh, as and as, as a reason as to why that might have happened. Do you think? Because we saw another one of those droughts. Yep. And it went eight, nine, ten minutes without a field goal, and they hit some field, uh, free throws. But the field goal thing. Do you think it was because of the drought that he decided, man, I gotta have Carr go all the way and help us close this door and not have Morris coming back in for more time? Do you think the drought caused that? A little bit, but Arterio Morris is hoping. He's playing D. He's hitting shots. So what is this? It wasn't one of those games where he does something dumb and you have to take him out and let him chill for a little bit, right? You know, it just that 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 doesn't add up for me. Uh, that that just doesn't add up for me. And then that it's nitpicking again. You held a team to twenty six percent shooting, fourteen percent from three. Like your D was amazing. Yeah, Plus, it- with how big. And physical Oklahoma State is like Boone and Cisse. Thank goodness they didn't feed the post because when they started giving it to Boone, he started hooping and he was disgruntled. They showed him on the sideline and they were talking about him being upset and not wanting to be in the huddle, locked in on Coach Boynton's, you know, coach talk and just making plays, X's and O's during timeouts. He wasn't trying to hit none of that. Thank goodness, because he hit a three last night and he had that dunk on the pick and roll. It looked like he took off from the free throw line on that dunk. And I was like, uh-oh. And that's when Oklahoma State, they kind of started coming back. Mm-hmm. But then Texas, you know, they had some good plays. Tyrese Hunter hit a huge three to make it 46-30, to 30, and then they ended up just pulling away. But one thing that I know people hate, especially because we're Texas, that happened last night that I want to address, Chad, Marcus Carr, he was 1-4-9 at the time at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And he shot that three to make it 61 points. Yeah. Shouldn't have shot that. That's a classless act. That's that You don't do that. That's against the basketball code. That's one of those, it goes on Coach Terry to where Coach Terry probably has to go apologize to Coach Boynton and be like, Coach, sorry about that. Just because everybody in basketball knows if you have the game won, you don't need to shoot the shot at the end. Like, take the turnover, drop the ball, let the clock go out. If the shot clock's going out, whatever. That's a turnover. It is what it is. Like, right. Or, yeah. or just like throw it or shoot it really high to where it looks like a shot and it doesn't hit nothing. But he just flat out shot it. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was listening to Craig call the game at that point, and Craig said, because you could hear the fans booing behind or whatever, and Craig said, Oh, yeah, boo, I boo. And Craig said, What do they want him to do? Let the shot clock run out. And I thought, Well, yeah. That's yeah, exactly you that's let it ex- run. That's exactly what you do. Now, right? to Marcus Carr's 
defense. Let's look at it in like a baseball term. When somebody's in a slump mm-hmm. and your team is rolling, they're just, you know, there might be a guy in the slump batting cleanup. He goes 0 for 4, but you're up by eight runs or so. He's one for or he's 0 for 4 right now. He's coming up to bat. It's ninth inning. He gets a hit, a double. That's huge. Mm-hmm. In baseball, you love stuff like that. They talk about, oh, that's huge for his confidence for these upcoming games. So if I'm Marcus Carr, and if that's running into my mind, like I just need to see something go through the hoop, and he shoots that three, and he's like, okay, cool. Coming into this game tonight against TCU, that might have benefited him a little bit. Now, again, it was a classless act, and you don't do that. Right. But for our sake, as Texas fans and covering the team, we need Marcus Carr to be at his best. And these last few games, he has not been good. He he just hasn't been good, whether that's fatigue, whether that's all of the eyes on the opposing team or on him, which they are. He's first team all uh, Big 12. I know going in the scouting reports, teams are saying, okay, if we slow down Marcus Carr, we slow everybody else down. But now you got Tyrese Hunter playing the way he is. He was good last night again. Mm -hmm. Four for six, 11 points. Didn't like the fouls that he had early on, but he had a lot of timely threes to help extend the lead. So just him shooting well. We know Serge Abari Rice is going to bring it. That's huge. And you got a team tonight that you're playing against, Jamie Dixon's squad, TCU, they killed you on the boards last time you played them in Fort Worth. Just obliterated you on the boards, 46 to 28. And you got killed on the boards last night, 45 to 31. Yeah. You still got killed on the boards. Thank goodness they had 20 turnovers and shot 26% and 14% from three. Because if they would have shot just a little bit better, Oklahoma State wins that game. Yeah, the boards was interesting last night. And then also, I know, I know it's not a number a lot of people look at, but Texas won a game last night with 16 points in the paint. 16. Now it was 20 for Oklahoma State. It was a good example of if you play, their defense was good enough that it created a 14-point win in a game where they looked ugly at times. It wasn't perfect. But the defense held, you know, held it together. By the way, Zay, somebody is texting us that after the game, uh, Marcus Carr uh, said that not only was he maybe in that mindset of trying to see something go through the hoop, that so was Coach Terry. He said Coach Terry told him to shoot it. And somebody <laughs> oh, said, man, somebody said, you, somebody said you can read Coach Terry's lips telling him to shoot it. Oh, Rodney. I would ultimately agree with you. I wouldn't shoot. There's no reason to shoot that. There's no reason to shoot it. So, yeah, to me, it's like, okay, really? Like, two out of ten is that much different? I mean, he's one out of nine, like you said, as he's taking that shot. My response to all of it, to both of them, would be, all right, well, he better have 20 or, 20 or so tonight. Like, it better make sense that he took that shot because it did feel weird. It's not, it's not the greatest, you know, it's not the any kind of – horrendous basketball, you know, crime against the sport, but it was unnecessary. No, it's not like this guy is Ron Artest Malice at the Palace. All he did was shoot the shot at the end of the game, and I think it's just going to add on for these opposing teams and universities slash fan bases when they look at Texas to just get on Texas and say, oh, Texas is classless, this and that, oh, F them, what kind of guy does he think he is? Like, it's just going to give you – that type of fuel yeah, to it, throw at the horns that you know whatever it turns into that unwritten rule stuff and 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 it get, it gets talked Yo, about in a lot of different sports that's kind of what that turns into but sometimes you got to embrace the villain 
You got to understand who you are. You're hated by everyone. You're the University of Texas. One play last night, Chad, who drove? I think it was Thompson that drove to the hoop. And Dylan DeSue and Serge Abari Rice just clobbered him. It was a foul for sure. He fell on the ground hard. And Dylan DeSue, I don't know who blocked it. Somebody blocked it. And Serge Abari Rice yelled, Give me that in! Give me that in! Which, you know, uh-huh. if I said what I wanted to say, we get kicked off air. Right, but right. Give me that-ish. Right. And then he stepped over Thompson, like real Allen Iverson, Tyron Lue-like. And this was such a gaslighting move. This was like this... I've never seen, I don't see gaslighting much in sports. This is why I was like, oh, this Sergeant Party Rice is such a bully for this. After he says, give me that ish, he steps over old boy, and then he gets pushed by Smith for Oklahoma State, the big man. He gets pushed. Uh-huh. Sergeant Party Rice turns around and gets his like, hey, don't touch me, dog. Uh-huh. Don't touch me. Sergeant Party Rice, you're in the wrong, <laughs> fam. The, you started it. You started it. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yo, that's the arrogance that we kind of talked about them having on Saturday against Kansas, mm-hmm. just getting the crowd high, Timmy Allen, everybody smiling, Dylan Sue looking at the camera, smiling after and one finishes. You got to have some of that swagger like, yo, we don't give a damn who's facing us. Y'all can't touch us. Y'all can't play with us, and we going to let y'all know about it. Yeah, and we've got multiple fans texting in different versions of this. Play all the way to the end. We are the Duke of the Big 12. <laughs> it's a confidence booster going into the game. Fans can get fake mad all they want. We are the bad guys anyway. We bad guys. There you go. Embrace it. Yeah, I think maybe that and maybe that is what they're doing. Uh, we'll see if the Longhorns can transition uh, the energy from last night into tonight. 61-47 last night. Uh, there again, there was the drought, and it got a little, a little hairy towards the end. But the Longhorns were able to play good enough defense, hold Oklahoma State down. We'll see if they can do the same with TCU. Good news overall, Tuesday. You get the Oklahoma Oklahoma State winner first. Now you get TCU knocking Kansas State out. So that fan stuff we've been talking about in Kansas City, you only have to deal with one of those. If you can win this game, you'll play Kansas or Iowa State. For the championship, and you'll only have to deal with the regional fan thing we talked about one time. Right. That's pretty good. Yeah, TCU looked really good last night. Mike Miles and O'Bannon Jr., they were hooping. And, you know, O'Bannon Jr., he's the nephew of Ed O'Bannon, who was at UCLA. So, you know, he he has some good genes, that's for sure. But both of those guys had 22. They hit 11 threes last night. Uh, Four of them apiece for Mike Miles and O'Bannon Jr. And, you know, Chad, that 20 turnovers for Kansas State, that worries you for them going into the tournament. If you're thinking about taking Kansas State, letting them move on, they put so much on Marquise Noel. I know he's really good, first team all Big 12, but he only about 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, mm-hmm. And we're at the point of the season where everybody's nicked up. We see Timmy Allen just not playing. Timmy Allen, if it was tournament time, he'd definitely be playing, but he's not 100%. So this coaching staff, Coach Terry, they're deciding to send him out. But everybody's hurt just a little bit. Like Tyrese Hunter, he's talked about how he's been banged up all year long. Now you're finally starting to see him get healthier, and he's starting to play well because of that. But you can't tell me Marquise Noel's little ass ain't nicked up. Like he had five turnovers yesterday. Again, they had 20 total, so – 
TCU, Jamie Dixon, they love crashing the boards. They love pushing the ball. They're a really good fast break team. And when they start hitting threes, they're very dangerous. And they did that last night. PV hit another big three. Like He always hits a timely three. He ain't even a good shooter. But he hit a big three just like he did in Fort Worth when the Horns were down there yep. last week. So those got the bigs. Dylan DeSue was really good last night. Brock Cunningham still has to be better. We talked about that. Yeah. We have, he's kind of been games. a no-show lately. Yep. And I don't know if he just needs the mood to play well, but he hasn't yeah. necessarily played well at the mood as of late. So he, he's just kind of been a little invisible. Christian Bishop has to keep playing well. And, yeah, I think the Horns could get another dub tonight. Texas and TCU coming up at 8.30. I don't think the Longhorns can count on the opponent shooting 3 of 21 from beyond the arc again. Uh, we'll see if TCU can get going. But we said it going into that last game with these two. Zay talked about it. If TCU can get that 3-pointer going, that really helps them out. We'll see if the Longhorns uh, allow them to do it or if they play, continue to play that great defense that they are playing. 8 o'clock pregame, 8.30 is your tip time. And we'll obviously be talking basketball throughout the show. Also, coming up at 1 105. We're going to talk to our man Eric Rains from Coke FM right down the hall. He also loves listening to the horn because he's a big Longhorn fan. We'll talk Longhorns with him, but also we want to tell you about the Rooftop Showcase event that Coke FM has got going on on Monday over at the Blind Pig Pub. That's coming up at 105. Up next, we'll get into a little Texas football talk. They're wrapping up for spring break. Got some updates for you uh, from the team and NBA drama. It never goes away. Draymond Green, the latest version last night. We'll tell you what happened if you missed it on the horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, man. Oh, you picked such a good song. You picked such a good song. Getting started on a Friday. Oh, mercy. First album, that's the one the chicks are into. And it's a good album. It really is. But if you ask a guy who was into Skid Row back then, they're going to tell you the second record is the one. Slave to the Grind, Skid Row, I love this. This is an album I might actually think about having you listen to. Oh, yeah? This thing wails. What a great album this is. This is the title track, Slave to the Grind. Sebastian Bach at his best is right here. It's also the album where he screams his voice out. But that's a whole nother, that's a topic. He just did it for rock and roll, baby. He yelled, you can hear him doing it on this on this album. But my God, he's great. Screams his voice out? Essentially, yes. When you listen to these songs, you think of, oh, well, if that took four takes, then what did that do? And then he goes out and tours the album. Right. And then eventually things were, yeah, he wasn't able to keep screaming the the same way. Skid Row gets us off to a good start. I love that. Love me some Skid Row. They're back out on tour, but beware, that is not Sebastian Bach anymore. Just know what you're paying for. I think you get Dave the Snake Sabo. You might get another member or two, but you do not get Sebastian. Just know that if you're going to buy those tickets. Skid Row getting us started uh, to reference kind of that world. Today is also the day where tickets go on sale for this KISS tour. KISS is kind of maybe finally stopping, uh, and they're going to wrap up at Madison Square Garden, but there is a show at Moody Center in October 
and I'm trying to figure out if I want to go see Kiss one more time. Last time around the around for Kiss, maybe. They've said goodbye like five times. Oh, come on. So they're Tom Brady? They're Sugar Ray Leonard. <laughs> Bre- Brett Favre. Yeah. More, yeah, they just, eh, I don't know. Yeah, they've said goodbye, farewell, so long, sayonara. Uh, they've, they've come up with every way of doing tribute tours. Sometimes it's just too hard to let it go. Yeah, and they can, they, they're, they're one of the best marketed bands ever, so they can always go out and make a little money, so you can't blame them for that. All right, so uh, more great music coming from Zay. Again, we'll talk music at 105 with Eric Rains of Coke FM. The Rooftop Showcase is going on at the Blind Pig Pub on 6th Street. If you need more info, we'll just head on over to CokeFM.com and be paying attention at 1. Eric will come in here and talk to us about it. We'll get his thoughts on Texas, too. He's a massive Longhorn fan. He loves loves the Longhorn football team. He was right there in the corner of the end zone with the parabolic mic when Vince scored the touchdown. And if you look carefully... Yeah, can, not doing his job. You can see Eric Rains. He stopped doing his job for that moment. <laughs> he did. He did do that. All right, so Eric's coming up at 105. Plus at uh, 130, our flex segment, all district team in 26-6A. If you missed yesterday, our discussion of 25, uh, 25-6A... We got that up for you at hornfm.com. I think the Flex guys may throw that up on the Flex page as well. Uh, and we probably should mention it, Zay. Otherwise, Mike Hards will get mad at us. His Colleen Ellison Eagles are playing for the state title. Man. Congratulations. Big time. Congratulations. It is the first time ever that Colleen Ellison has been to the Boys Basketball State Championship. Congratulations to Jamron Keller, the guy who's going to Oklahoma State. We talked about him the other day. I could have used him last night against the Horns. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, and I got to see Colleen Ellison play when they were over in Elgin uh, rolling through. Who's it? Oh, A&M Consolidated. Yeah. Supposed to be a pretty good team? Didn't look like it that night. Ellison took him out. But this one was close. Ellison only won by what, two? Yes. In this semifinal? Yeah, 52 50. Yeah. So, uh, congrats to them. Best of luck. They're playing tomorrow at 3 at the Alamo Dome. If you want to go check out those state championship games, that has got to be a good time at the Alamo Dome. So, they are scheduled to tip at 3 tomorrow. More on that coming in the flex segment. Right now, let's get some football talk in here. Texas football. Yesterday, we were talking timing day, uh, the pro timing stuff. And they're wrapping up the spring first part of spring practice to get ready for spring break. Zay, you're a Longhorn fan. You're following this football team. I know you're following all the different reports. What is jumping out to you right now? I know you've been watching that quarterback room pretty closely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not like the national media going all crazy of this quarterback competition. I know that it's Quinn Ewers, and unless something crazy and dramatic happens, it's going to be Quinn Ewers' job to lose. So I'm I'm good with that. I don't lose any sleep over knowing that the quarterback battle is where it's at. I think Quinn Ewers coming into this season with Steve Sarkeesian's improved play calling where we're not throwing it to guys that maybe have broken hands on a consistent basis. <laughs> and with the depth of this team, if we do have guys with broken hands, maybe we could sit them and it'd be all right, Chad. Oh, it'd be okay. It's not a bad idea. Because that wide receiver room is too deep. Love Xavier Worthy. Love what he's brought to the table. Love his passion. Love that he was willing to play through a broken hand. Because at his frame, very slight. I mean, he's no Steve Smith. We know what he is. I think he has to improve catching the ball in traffic situations. Yeah. But... 
it's hard to catch the ball at all when you have a broken hand. So that's fair. Uh, that's it's fair. I think that's, it is. That's you fair. know. Yeah. So, but with this. N- very deep wide receiver room. You got Jordan Whittington back. The addition of A.D. Mitchell. You hear Jonte Cook taking second team reps. You hear DeAndre Moore taking second team reps. That's good news. That's great news. Really good news, yeah. So we still don't – we haven't really heard anything on Isaiah Nayar. You know, I expected that during this time of the season. And you're coming – he's coming off of an ACL, correct? Yeah, that, it's, yeah. it's going to take a minute. Let's yeah. Patience. A lot of patience. But when well, once he's back, that could be really interesting. It can. Yeah. So spring practice, these first three practices, seems like they've been going well. And – just continue to get better each day. That's all it's about. Just continue to get better each day. Don't, you know, you don't win a Big 12 championship during this time of the year, but this is the making of winning the Big 12 championship. So I know you, you're one of the people that really reacted to the updates on Malik Murphy. So this thing right now is still holding pattern. It's still, he's getting there. Where are we on the Malik Murphy thing? Didn't Sark have a, did he have an update the last day or so on Malik? Yes. So and this is not what you wanted to hear. No, basically it's another setback. Ugh. He had another setback and he's going to keep on rehabbing and just man, it's been a long time. Like this is the injury he had at high school. I don't want to ask a rude question. Is it possible he's training with Kevin Durant? Is there any way <laughs> is there any way that's happening? <laughs> I hope not. No, I feel bad for the kid, man. That's that sucks. So hopefully it's not too much of a setback. For Malik Murphy. And then let's see now, how does that adjust? Like, does that mean that when we get to April 15th and the spring game, this is really going to be a straight-up, back-and-forth, Quinn Ewers, Arch Manning show? Is that what we're going to see? or is it, Or is it going to be, do you, you know, is he going to sprinkle in some, uh, what's up? Charles awesome. Wright. Hi, thank you, Charles, Charles Wright. Yeah. Probably. You sprinkle in some of that, too. Yeah, yeah. Just a little bit of everything. But if Lee Murphy, if he can't play, then they ain't going to throw him out there. Oh, man. I just, I continue to wish and hope that Longhorn fans will be able to watch all of this play out. And if it is that kind of spring game, that they can watch it, take it for what it is, and come out of it thinking what you're thinking, which is, it's Quinn Ewer's job. Arch Manning's going to develop. Everything will happen in its own time. Everything's good. Let's go get something to eat. <laughs> that is what I hope that Longhorn fans can think. But I've watched this happen a lot, and I'm just wondering how many groups of Longhorn fans are going to walk out of that stadium going, tell you what, Dave, why can't I go to Manning, kid? That is the only concern I have. I know. you're Because t- you're- it's human nature. Well, to- it just is. You're already seeing it. Like, you see clips – Online of John Tay Cook and Arch Man, they already got their own handshake, Chad. Oh no! It's fire! No, no. It's fire! No. It's fire! I they already know. got their own handshake. See, the chemistry even, is there. I didn't people even know are, that. People are saying he no. looks like six five. No. All of six five. That's the other thing. The like other, he grew. The, like what? The other day, I'm listening to this incredible report on Quinn Ewers. He's this and he's that, and he looks great, and it's wonderful. Same exact source has this like comma. And Arch Manning looks great. You know he's bigger than Quinn? Did you realize he was bigger than Quinn Ewers? And I'm thinking, oh, Lord, here you go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, well, we'll see how it all plays out for Texas. And uh, obviously, 
Quinn Ewers going to get every opportunity to be that quarterback, and we just hope Malik Murphy gets better uh, quickly. Hopefully that setback won't be too much. Yeah, I, I, listening to Jalen Ford in his press conference this week, I just love the way he goes about himself. He knows that he has to be the leader of this defense. Mm-hmm. He knows that he tested his you know waters in the NFL and heard from scouts and what he needs to work on. And they told him that he'd be a you know m- most likely second day, third day guy. So he wants to come back and play with his brothers. You need that kind of leadership and you need that type of motivation. And he also said guys like John A. Barron and Trevon. Andre Sweat, Jordan Winnington, they're starting to become even bigger leaders than they already were. Like Jordan Winnington, he's been a leader. He's been there for, hell, seems like the Colt McCoy days, how long Jordan yeah. Winnington's been there. So the, to know that he's becoming even a bigger leader with his number change and whatnot, that, that's, that's huge. That's yeah. huge. And he also mentioned that Quinn Ewers has stepped up as developing as a leader too. So we, we need to hear stories like that, like Quinn Ewers' leadership – that has to continue to be more vocal because we saw last year just him on the sidelines not saying much, you know, just looking disgruntled and looking like a lost puppy. We got to get out of that. Mm-hmm. And we know the first yeah. step, even though this is weird to say, was the fresh fade, fresh yeah. cut. That- now you look more professional when they look at you on the sideline and you're talking to guys. You don't have to be yelling at guys Tom Brady style, you know. You don't have to be doing all that, but just talking to guys, keeping guys upbeat, even if you made a mistake, letting guys know, hey, guys, that was on me. Next drive we have the ball, we're going to bounce back, and we're going to score this thing. Just little things like that with Quinn Ewers, I think that's going to be huge and beneficial to the Horn's success in 2023. Somebody texted, I heard Arch Manning is six foot twelve and throws better than Uncle Rico. See, there's no reason, there's no reason for that. Uh, I bet you I can throw this ball over those mountains right there. <laughs> but there's always a reason for you to send us a good text. Specs text line 3 Three seven three seven seven six. I tell you what, we'll put Draymond Green in the crap bag today because that NBA drama was pretty good last night. We'll talk about that. Plus, what is a Jasper? Longhorn baseball fans, I found out that for you. Plus, I got a goat stat and a story that's not really a story. We'll try to get to all of it next on the Horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, now these guys have some albums that we may have to have Zay make a trip through. Maybe both of us should make a trip through a couple of these things. I've never listened to The Wall all the way through. This is Pink Floyd. I believe that's a double album of The Wall. I'm assuming you haven't listened to that album? No. Would you consider listening to a Pink Floyd record? Hell yeah. Dude, your mind would love it. It'll expand all the way out. You just may have trouble getting it back. Yeah, this is a groove right here. Oh, Pink Floyd, man. They'll... They will definitely, they will send you on a soundscape journey. Pink Floyd and Skid Row getting us started. They probably never toured together, but that's an interesting night right there if you can get those two. That would be good, especially if it's uh, both of those bands in their prime. All right, more great music coming up. We also thank everybody 
who has subscribed to the YouTube page. Remember to go to youtube.com slash at the Horn Austin. I'm seeing 772 subscribers. We're trying to get to 800. We're trying to get to 1,000. We're trying to get as many as we can, of course. Thank you to, for those subscribers. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. We put some of the shorter segments on there. Uh, looks like there's a new episode of that Eyes of Texas podcast on there for you if you want to check it out. Uh, also, uh, me ranting and raving a little bit about the Longhorns and the Cowboys because it's been a wild week. If you love our two circuses, because y'all's two, well, in the case of Cowboys fans, our head coach said something really strange. And then if you're a Longhorn fan, y'all's coach said something really strange to start the week. So uh, covering both of those as well. A lot of stuff out there today. Uh, Eric Rains is coming up. We'll talk more music with him, the Rooftop Showcase, plus uh, our man E. Rains is a big Longhorn fan. What did he think of the game last night with the men's basketball team? And what's he looking forward to for football? We'll see if he's uh, fallen for any of the national Arch Manning discussion. Because a lot of people are at this point. Got to be careful. Got to stay Got to stay patient. All right, let's get into the crap bag. I got a few things to get to. Here we go. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just... Think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Let's start with your history lesson here. Everybody's been asking this week, what's a Jasper? The Manhattan Jaspers are coming in for baseball. And I found out, and it's kind of a cool story, there's an actual guy. It's a man. It's like the Cleveland Browns story. So there's a guy named Brother Jasper from Ireland that came over to New York this is Manhattan, New York, uh, and he is known. He was known as Brother Jasper of Mary FSC. I'm not exactly sure what that means, uh, but it sounds like there's a religious connotation there. Uh, late 19th century, he heads up the school. In 1861, he becomes the head of resident students. He started the you know fine arts program. He started the theater program. He started their first you know student clubs and, and stuff like that. He is also their first athletic director. He's their first baseball coach. And while coaching baseball, he is credited with inventing the seventh inning stretch. Oh. How about that? So you go to games, he apparently gets credit. It's 1800s. There's a game where he notices the students are kind of restless. There's something wrong, something not right. The the atmosphere is not great later in the game. And he realized it, middle of the seventh, it just happened to be. And he said, you know what? He calls timeout and tells the fans, hey, Kids, let's go ahead and stand up, you know, walk around a little bit if you need to or whatever. They did it for a couple minutes and then continued the game. Wow. And and then it catches on with pro baseball. I guess since they're up in New York, influential part of the world, catches on with pro baseball, and now maybe that's why we have a seventh inning stretch. How about that? So he didn't make up take me out to the ball game. I don't think he made that one up. Mm. I didn't get credit for that, but apparently he's seventh inning stretch guy. So as you go through those three seventh inning stretches this weekend at the dish – know that like Manhattan is connected to that. Okay. Kind of cool. That's a cool story. Uh, There you go. So shout out to Brother Jasper. There's your story. Also, uh, speaking of great stories, uh, Draymond Green always provides them, Zay, and I'm really enjoying this new theme that Draymond Green has. So last night, if y'all missed it, this was Memphis and Golden State, a matchup that a lot of people like. There's some hatred between the two. There's some fire between the two. Wish we had John Morant on one side of it right now. Hopefully he'll be back soon. But last night, they go at it, and uh, Memphis won the game, correct? Even without Ja. Yes. Uh, Golden State, by the way, is wretched on the road this year. They're so bad. Horrible. It's like 7-20-something on the road. So they lose. Draymond Green 
and what's Brooks's first name? Dylan. Thank you. Dylan Brooks played at Oregon. Um, they end up in a little bit of a back and forth. And Zay, you're telling this is such a modern NBA story. This goes back to somebody's on a podcast running their mouth. Yeah, this goes back to last year in the playoffs when the Warriors knocked out the Grizzlies and the Grizzlies. They've been talking a lot. John Morant talks a lot. Jaron Jackson Jr., he said some things online talking about just, you know, they disrespect the Warriors too much for Draymond's liking. Uh-huh. Because Draymond will let you know yeah. they got four rings. Yes. So Draymond has his podcast, and Dylan Brooks, we talked about what he said a couple of weeks ago on where we at, just saying he doesn't like Draymond, and Draymond, if he was on another team, he really wouldn't be that good, and right. Draymond was like, okay, that's BS, who are you? I got four rings, so this is why I talk. Yeah, I talk a lot. I have the right to talk. So last night, we saw them get into it a little bit, and yeah, Grizzlies won, but Draymond also said... Who cares about March? No one gives a damn about March. Yeah. And I feel him. Draymond dragging his arms over his face and everything <laughs> on that. I mean, it was just so Draymond. And then I love this theme of everything to him now is I've got four rings. And if you don't have four rings, we can't discuss it. Like somebody tried to say, hey, this is kind of turned into a rival- rivalry. What do you mean rivalry? You got Both teams have to win for a rivalry. We've won four. They've won none. That's not a rivalry. Yeah, I'll let you know. And I'm like. Okay, I don't know if I agree with the argument, but keep going, please. Like, keep going with that. Uh, Draymond, he can use that in, you know, all kinds of different categories. Uh, So do you agree with Adam Silver? Does Adam Silver have four rings? No, I have four rings and Adam Silver doesn't, so I'm right. That's how it works. That's how it works from now on. Draymond Green and Dylan Brooks, once John Morant comes back, that'd be a fun series to see in the West. And we'll see if Draymond and the Warriors can live that out. The idea that March doesn't matter, the good, the stuff that matters is coming up uh, later on. So keep your eyes on that story. Uh, a couple other things that I'd, I wanted to hit uh, real quick. I saw this stat earlier in the week, just kind of a GOAT stat for everybody to realize. In some sports, there's not an actual GOAT discussion. It's already been done, and hockey is one of those. So there's this kid that plays in Edmonton right now named Connor McDavid. Big-time stud in hockey. And he, of course, Edmonton is where Wayne Gretzky, the GOAT, got his, you know, played most of his career. So the other night he got two goals, and therefore he got his 250th multi-point game. A point in hockey is either a goal or an assist. So if you do two of those things in a game, multi-point, right? 250 times, Zay, he's done this. He's fourth all-time in Oilers history now. Yari Curry did it 296 times. Mark Messier did it 300 times. Damn. Gretzky's first place. Guess how many times? If second place is 300. 472. The great one. Stupid. Stupid, stupid stat. Uh, The other thing to throw out here in the crap bag, it sounds like a crap bag story. It sounds like something I would go into, but I don't think it's a story at all. This thing about WWE talking to state legislators or state gambling folks about making legalized gambling on their matches, on scripted matches. Everybody starts to flip out about it, but I would remind everybody, we already have bets on scripted stuff or stuff that can be controlled. Once you do prop bets at the Super Bowl, that's what you're talking about. Chris Stapleton can control that. Whoever's singing the national anthem can control it. What gets mentioned on a broadcast can get controlled by one or two people. So all that stuff is out there. And by the way, in case y'all don't know this, even though it's not legal in every state, every time there's a WrestleMania, it's coming up, the WrestleMania or a big pay-per-view, you can bet on that. 
Y'all didn't know that? You can bet on the final match at WrestleMania this year. You can bet on Roman Reigns or Cody Rhodes. Is that a predetermined thing? Yeah. It's a scripted event, and they're going to figure that out. But you know what else you can you can bet on, Zay? The Oscars. You can bet on that. Yeah. That's not a true competition. Someone votes on it, so someone's going to know. So to me, that's a story people will flip out about when they see it and lose. Oh, my God, don't they know? They know. They know all you people in 2023 that still want to use the word fake when you're discussing pro wrestling. You're just you're insulting yourselves, not to mention all of them. Like we we got to get well past that stuff. Don't they know that it's not an actual? Of course they do. But this kind of stuff gets bet on all the time. Yeah, all the time. You told me you and your wife watched The Bachelor. I think you can bet on it. Oh yeah, you can bet on The Bachelor. You can bet on The Bachelorette. You can probably bet on every you know. Bachelor in Paradise, Sex Island. Your, you know, some farmer wants to marry a, a Catholic girl. You know, reality show. You can bet on all that stuff. This isn't new. This isn't some weird new idea. Yeah, this year for the Bachelor is too easy. Bachelor Zach, he's gonna pick Kate. Kate, she's already in the Final Four. I said this from Jump Street. You got it. Yeah, she lives in Austin. He lives in Austin. It's uh, too easy. Have you put any money down on this yet? No, I should have. I don't want to be that low ball. I don't know what the odds are, but yeah, somebody texted in gambling for WWE matches. LOL. Oh, exactly. It's insane. Oh it's, yeah, you're in the dark place if you're gambling for that. Wow, you're in the dark place. Whew. I would tell people that if you're trying, if you're laying serious money down on like spring football leagues, you know XFL, World Baseball Classic, stuff like that. <laughs> World Baseball Classic. You're in another area, right? You got to be real careful there. There, but there are people that make good living betting on a lot of things uh, that you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you know, immediately go to. But yeah, the, the scripted stuff. Ooh, that's tough. I like it. That is tough, but. It's, again, it's already out there, so I think it's going to make sense. And uh, you know, the little legal, the legal sports wagering that I think we've, I think we've proven by now that it can, it can happen and have its, has its place. Now, don't ask Kyrie Irving about it when he's sitting near that fire wearing his weird teddy bear outfit because he did yeah, have some snuggy. He did have some comments on that when he was wearing his Fozzie Bear snuggy and going off on everything, but that's another discussion. All right, there's your crap bag. We do it every day about 12:45. Up next, Eric Rains from Coke FM to talk rooftop showcase and his Texas Longhorns on the horn.